Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're so glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm sitting next to my yeah. good buddy, Stephen Cervantes. So Together again. Yay. I know. I feel like uh, uh, you know we're recording this right at the end of uh, February, and I do feel like this year is just kind of rolling along so fast. And so some of our yes. – uh, we've had so many other guests on the program and things like that, so I feel like you and I haven't gotten to see each other as much, it's, so it's good to see you. We're the anchor group, right? <laughs> it's time to anchor the group. And, you know, I was, I was thinking in my head, we've been having a long conversation with folks. And isn't it wonderful? Uh, it's nice to have variety. But to go on a journey with someone, mm. and the other, uh, that's special, to go on a long journey. Now, Rush Limbaugh died. Right, and I don't know, you know, in the last week or so, I think, yeah, a little longer than that. But, but it's like sometimes I'd listen to him, and he'd be funny and witty and stupid, and you know, he was just a a, a nice variation from the talk shows where you know what the problem today is, and you know, a crisis of today. Anyway, and I, you know, over the years, I'd turn him on once in a while, listen to what he, his shtick was for the day, and it's like I'd been on a long journey with that man. Mm. And I thought to myself, our listeners have been on a long journey with us, Jonathan. Yeah. And, and well, neither one of us claim to have a personality like Rush Limbaugh, because <laughs> I think some people are just naturally a lightning rod. Mm. Um, I do agree with you that there is something to um, thinking in, in a journey mindset Rather yes. than I think we often uh, are invited in our culture to think in more of like a, a, a production, a destination. Like, what are you what are you producing now? Like what's happening now and what's yeah. in the moment now instead of like, can we can we think about the journey of life and that there's a lot, you know, there's a I like the way you put it. There's like a conversation to be had over a lifetime. Yeah, because that's really what relationships are about and and growth and all of that. Because you're changing and I'm changing and your family's changing and my family, your parents are my parents. Right. We're we're on this continuum called life and never looks the same. So that's point number one. And point number two is where do you go to get discipleship if you're a man? Mm -hmm. Now you go to your church and go to classes and maybe there's a group. But. 
But how many discipling situations, I, I know you do a group and you are discipling men all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, and I hate to sound like I'm complaining, I'm not complaining about what's wrong. I'm saying, where are the opportunities? Where do men go if they need discipleship and they don't have a strong man in their life? You know, where do they go? And, you know, the answer to some of that is right here. Mm-hmm. That's where they go. Yeah. They, they go on a journey with us for a long time while we pass information to younger men, things we've learned, insights we've gained, gems that God has given us. And I, I like what you're saying there because I think sometimes we pigeonhole uh, discipleship into a single form or a kind of a single framework. Like mm. this context is the only way in which you can be discipled. You know, for instance, like you've got to you've got to meet one on one in a restaurant with a guy uh, over a table, and that's the. Yeah. And I like what you're saying because I think there's there there can be many layers to our discipleship. Now, certainly, I do I do believe that um, I don't remember who said this originally. It's not necessarily like it's such a um, unique thing to say, but uh, the truth is that. Ultimately, when you boil it all down, all ministry ends up being local. Yes. Right? Right. But that doesn't mean that in the day and age that we live, that we can't have a lot of touch points at a lot of different layers. Like, for instance, I mean, anybody around the world can be listening to our voices, trying to encourage and sharpen and train. Yes. Even though if somebody in South Africa is listening to this podcast, I can't maybe in a technical way say, I am the primary discipler. In that person's life, I shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that our voices can't have some kind of an impact because God has given us this great technology. That's right. To be able to share these things. Yes. So I like what you're saying that, and I hope the listeners are hearing that and, and realizing that, hey, wherever we are in our journey, there's going to be multiple layers to what discipleship looks like. Now, I think you and I are always going to be trying to press men, especially, more into those local. Um, oh, context right because to your you local I, church your you local group know, yeah grow with you, men yes you and i both know the danger that a lot of men especially get into is we we tend to isolate right yeah so for us we can make the excuse i'm listening to my podcast or i'm i'm, yeah. I'm watching this video online and instead of going well who are you like sitting down with and who are you having a conversation locally one-on-one that's yeah. right so and you know I'm getting older. I'm learning. I, I want to pass what I have on to other men, right? And I can do that in a local setting, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you know, w- sort of the church I was working with shifted, and now I've gone back to my home church, and it's a reorientation. And I'm not as plugged in as I've been at different times. But I still have a message, and I still want to encourage guys. And I love the, this podcast you know, guys will say to me, you know, I was going every morning when I go for my walk, I'm looking for a podcast and I listen to you guys some. You know, mm. it's like we journey with you. You you journey with us. And it, it's interesting to me because it's men on men, mm. men with men. Now, I realize we haven't introduced our topic, but we're just going to roll a minute or two and yeah, wherever we go is where we're going. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even get a chance to ask people to support us financially, you know? So <laughs> could, could you could you could you no, do no. that? No, that's perfect. Can we we'll, we'll weave that in, okay, before the end. So, every now and then I stumped Jonathan. I just stumped him. We're rolling. Um No, I love it. You got passion, man. You, know, <laughs> you you talked a minute ago about getting older, but I tell you what, I think you're getting better. Oh. <laughs> Something thinking to myself, what is this podcast? 
It's two men talking to each other and talking to other men, right? So it's three of us having a conversation, mm-hmm. and you're listening, and I'm making concept, uh, uh, I'm presenting concepts and sharing conversation and presenting ideas and opportunity for you that you may not hear from any other man, or Jonathan may do that. It's men talking to men, and there are women peeking in and listening. Now, you tell me, where does that happen? Where women get to sit like in the outer circle Mm. while the inner men are in the inner circle talking. Because isn't it helpful for a woman to know a man? Absolutely, yeah. And where does that happen? You know, men talk to men like they talk to women. But men talk to men like they talk to men. Right. And, And it's like we afford a woman an opportunity to peek in on men talking to men. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I think it is. And and not to I don't want to go down uh the rabbit trail that came up in my mind too far, but I do think we have uh unintentionally created these unhealthy divides even within the church between men and women. Mm. Meaning I'm not saying that there aren't great um needs at certain times and with certain topics that there be a distinction between men getting with men to discuss certain things, women getting with women to discuss certain things. Mm. But sometimes the unintentional consequence of that is we're saying, and never the two shall meet. Mm. Like there's never crossover in that. Uh. Like there's never, the men go over here and boy, we better put up some high walls and never let the women peek in and Uh. and vice versa. Like the boys clubhouse. Yeah. (laughs) No girls allowed. And and I get it. (laughs) On the one hand, there are certain things that we can divulge and unpack with men that there's no explanation needed, right? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that we should then wall off a woman from ever being able to see that, experience that, kind of, like you said, peek in on that. Yeah. Because I think there's great value in that, too. Because, you know, men are strong, right? But we're also... We want to be strong. (laughs) But but we're also vulnerable, right? Right. But, you know, we're called to be protectors and providers and to go out and slay lunch and bring it home, you know, drive down and drive through and pick up lunch or... (laughs) Whatever. But, but I mean, that's how we are made, right? Mm-hmm. And to go out there and face the world, not sit on the couch and do nothing. Go out there and take on the world, right? And, and you know, our fathers, and especially the generation before, I, I don't know what's happening to the young men now. But, but it's like get up and go to work and get up and, and, and whatever happens, you push through that sucker and you don't stop and you don't break down. You don't let anything break you down. But the reality is we're human beings and we're tired and we're vulnerable and we get stupid and we need a place to go talk about that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so I hope that's what these conversations are about, vulnerable men. Yeah, I think it's important that those of us who have – any kind of platform or some kind of voice into a man's life, we need to be building those bridges so that guys can say, you do have opportunity and environments where some of those things that you're carrying that you don't really know how to carry or maybe even how to unload, you need to come into environments with other men to be able to say, this is what I'm struggling with. This is this is how I'm honestly feeling. This These are the weaknesses in my life that I don't yes. know how to, and I need help carrying those burdens. Well, and so a man, if a man will be honest with a man and be safe being vulnerable, see, your wife will tell you your vulnerabilities and weaknesses. And not smart men will fight them. 
Yeah, the, you're wrong. Why are you telling me that? You're being disrespectful. You don't know what you're talking about. They will fight the very fact that their spouse is going, hey, uh, can I lift a mirror right now and let you see yourself? Mm-hmm. And we'll go, no, no. But I think part of what happens if a man is vulnerable with a man and he's safe, then being vulnerable with a woman is like, uh, easier to do. Absolutely. I, I look at what you're saying right now as, and, and we talk about that. We've t- been talking about this for almost 15 years. <laughs> I don't know what you're about to doing. say. 15 years. Well, we've it's been even, this good. It used to be one of our, a more concrete tagline that we've said, but, um, you know, training men. Yes. And educating women. Yes. And so the idea here is, uh, because we both admit we don't know how to train a woman. No, you know that's I mean? not our expertise. That's, no. We're men. We, and, and anyway. I love so, that. So that's idea, a great observation. Men train about, men. That's well, what right. What you're talking about here is is that's what training is. Meaning, if I'm going to become um, emotionally healthy, if I'm going to become relationally healthy, yes. I need practice. And yes. and what you're saying is when we get in the presence of other men, there it's kind of like we can exhale and go, oh, you're a guy. <laughs> That's exactly right. I don't have right. to explain anything to you about what it feels like to be a man. <laughs> and my mind and how it jumps and I want to do and I want to break something or build something or fix something. or. Well, what I mean is so then if we need to talk about hard things, yeah. I can kind of practice in a, what feels like a safer That's environment. Right. That's right. So that when I get in this other environment with my wife or, or somebody else, it, it while that environment feels way more threatening because I don't know necessarily how to identify in the same way with my wife as I do with another man. Right. I feel I feel more confident because That's I've, right. I've yeah. been with other men and it's like, hey, I've talked about my porn struggles or I've talked about whatever else. I've talked about my anger. I've talked about yeah, my Yeah, I want to quit my job. I hate. I'm unhappy. Life didn't deliver the goods I expected to You know, my wife's sick and I'm tired and then my kids are doofy, goofy and, and you know, there's no money and my car broke. You know what I mean? Life, right? Yeah. And where can we go to express that? So I'm just going down. I think I haven't talked in a while and I have some things I have to say. So thank you for letting me take over the show and just say them. This is like the Steve Cervantes kind of brain <laughs> dump that needs to happen every now and then. So I have to confess one thing, and that is that I have not promoted Jesus enough on this program. Mm. And and what I love about my life is that I'm a follower of Jesus, and I'm trying to be transformed. And I have all these emotional conversations and and I talk about self and I talk about others and relationship and connecting and being stupid and getting falling down, getting up. It's like, when did I say Jesus and all that, you know? And the point is ultimately to follow, be followers of Jesus, to promote Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. And I have to admit, you're better and bringing up your verses and throwing them in right in the middle of, you know, what's going on. I go, good, good. You threw the Bible in a verse. Good, good. But it's like, I don't want anybody to ever think I'm trying to do anything except claim to be a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. and promote Jesus and 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 for him to be my hero, for me to try to look like him and walk like him and talk like him. I was reading this morning. It said... I didn't come for the the righteous. I came for the sinners. Mm-hmm. And and he was like the doctor 
in the conversation. I didn't come to bring healing to those in righteousness. Or those who are healthy, right? Yeah, I came to for the sick. And it's almost like I heard him say, I came to make a house call. Mm. I came to to heal, to call out. I, I came to make a house call to the sinners, mm-hmm. to the fallen and the broken. And... And it's like, that's what we need. Yeah. We need somebody to come check on us and ask us and help us. And I love that about who he is. He, he came. He loved. He pursues. He knocks on the door. He wants a relationship with me, right? And he came to call mm-hmm. on me. And you understand, that's what this is all about. If you don't hear anything else... I was talking to a friend. He said, every time I do a wedding, I always throw in a little opportunity to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't, I'm can't. i a minister, and I cannot do a wedding without throwing that in. <laughs> I find a way to weave it in. And, and he would say, this woman, you know, at a funeral, I will always throw in an opportunity to follow Jesus. And this woman went to church and loved Jesus. And he, then he said, and you could too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just yeah. weaves it in there. And it's like I thought, I want to do that more on these podcasts. I want to say that. I want to proclaim that I'm such an emotional, relational oneness guy that sometimes I don't say it enough. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Steve. And I, what I would say, uh, one of the things I want to say in response to that, because, um, uh, you know, our listeners, they they connect with us merely through this media through this platform. Now, mm-hmm. there's some of them that have, you know, we've developed other kinds of relationships and outside of the the program and things like that. But um, I, I want to say that I think what pours out of you a lot of times on this program, because I've known you for over 20 years, mm-hmm. is you have such a strong foundational base of just being rooted in Jesus mm-hmm. that I think sometimes when your brain gets going and when you get excited about a topic like emotional maturity or you get excited about marriage and oneness and relationships, yeah. that what starts pouring out of you, I think just you simply take it for granted that, well, it should be known that I have my roots in Jesus. Wow, that's good. And I think what you're saying here is maybe you're just recognizing that needs to just be verbalized more. It's not as if somehow you're saying, oh, now... Somehow Stephen right now is just sort of coming to Jesus and coming to it's like, no, that's been part of your journey the whole way through. Oh, and now good. you're maybe just recognizing that how you've been speaking that when you're talking about emotional maturity and relationships and marriage just needs to be more intentional. Like Yes, I want verbal. to try to be a little bit more and say that. Because I feel like the the it is the foundation of what we do. Absolutely. You know, you, I was thinking you can live for a cause, but it doesn't give you purpose. It will not. You can find an assignment. You can fix a broken thing. You can you can march and, and protest and you can be angry and shake your fist about something, but it doesn't give you purpose. Mm-hmm. It's and, interesting because that energy that we could pour into a cause that's devoid of the foundation of a relationship and intimacy with Jesus, that very energy will end up destroying you. It will end up consuming you. Yeah, it make and, you bitter. And, well, it will exhaust you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when, like you're saying, when we recognize, my goodness, all of the 
the beauty and about, you know, the, the issues of marriage and oneness and relationship and health and, and emotional intimacy. But and all it's all the God stuff, right? When that, when you have that rooted in Jesus, mm. it's like that energy doesn't consume you. That energy propels you. Yes. And it grows yeah. and it flames you. And, and God shows up here and he gives you a truth there. And somebody says something. And I have this, this thought in my head. Why don't people want to grow? Why do they start out as children and emotionally die as children? Mm. Why don't they want to grow? We get so stuck. We get so blind to ourselves. And he's calling us out. He's calling us into transformation. You only have to, for the most part, make one shift in your lifetime to get over the hump to freedom and peace and joy. But we hang on to what we started with in our youth. And we will fight it. And we will yell at each other. And, and we will protect ourselves. And, and it's like, Why? Okay, for clarity, what's the one shift? What? Listen to a few podcasts. <laughs> Why do I have to tell you everything I want? What the heck? Listen to me and you'll hear. What I'm saying is you, no, you've got good. everybody to the edge of their seat right now by saying there's really only one shift that you need that's to make. That's right. And, and then you just I, and I fly did by. Say it. I did say it. I said it quickly. I said you learn some things in your youth to protect yourself from your fears. Hmm. And you're doing them in adulthood like you have the same fears. Some of your childhood behavior you're carrying on by being angry and defensive and arguing and rising up and pushing back. All of that is because you're not honest about your fears and dealing with yourself and you're being called out. And instead of saying, boy, I better look at this stuff. I could get set free. This is what Jesus came to do, to set us free in that one place that we're fighting to stay in because we think it'll give us peace and rest and joy. And and we end up in torment. And it's like, how do we get out of it? Well, and can I connect that back then yeah. to what you were saying yeah. about why being yeah. attached to a cause and all that kind of stuff yeah. won't necessarily set you free is if you think about if we're, man, if we're getting all of our energy wrapped around a cause or some kind of project or something yeah. like that, Without it being rooted in Jesus, what what usually happens in that is you're so passionate about that cause that you have a very particular picture of the outcomes that you want to affect in other That's people's right. lives. Yep. And it will perpetually lead you to disappointment because of the things you're talking about. People don't want to change or people have all this other baggage. They have all these fears, all this stuff from childhood. So what I'm saying is when when you can get deeply rooted in Jesus and you find your confidence, your hope your joy in him, Amen. guess what you let go of? You Amen. let go of the outcomes. In other words, the passion... But you got to find more well, what love, is, right? What I'm saying is the passion that you and I have for coming alongside men and coming alongside couples, whatever the outcome is in their life yeah. is not going to change the passion that you and I have for continuing to tell them the truth and to love them and to give them direction, right? Because yes. you and I are going... The, what happens in their life is not the source of my joy. Oh, it's not the source right. of my peace. So I can maintain the same high levels of energy around the ministry that God has called me to. Okay. Because no matter what the outcomes may be, positive or negative, up, upside down, sideways, whatever. I mean, obviously, we, we hope for good things, right? But even yes, if, even yes, if these people yes. decide, you know what? I don't want to grow anymore. 
or I don't yeah. want to do it my I don't I want to do it my way. Yes. It doesn't crush us the same way it would crush somebody that's got a cause that says, No, you've got to fit into oh, this mold. You've yeah, got no, to have this good. That'll suck the life right out of you. So we can still have peace even when that's good. people that are listening to us say, Man, you guys are jokers, I'm not gonna listen to you anymore. Yeah, okay. you don't know what you're talking about. It's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna <laughs> rattle our passion or our peace or our joy. That's such a great level of maturity. And when you, but when you said, when you encounter Jesus and you make that shift over, I was going to say, okay, what, what do you think the shift is? Slow that piece down right there. What did that mean? Well, I think what it means is you're going from um, trying to basically produce things based on like just a behavior, like saying, I need to do X, Y, or Z. Okay. To then realizing, I've been I've been called into an intimate walking relationship oh. with Jesus. In other words, you mentioned at the very beginning, right? We're in a long conversation. That's right. Absolutely. That's really what it looks like when I'm walking with Jesus. Right? He's taking me through a long conversation. He and I are having one every day. If That's I look right. at if I look at my quote unquote relationship with Jesus through just like a religious lens and say, okay, look at, well, look at all these rules. Look yeah. at all these boundaries. Look at all these things I need to yeah, do. Yeah, do all these things. How is that any different from just latching onto a cause and saying, okay, I'm passionate about the cause yeah. because I want to affect behavior. Yeah. Instead of going, oh my goodness, the creator of my soul who knows how broken and weak and sinful that I am, Amen. he says, hey, Jonathan, you know what? Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a long yeah, walk. Yeah, I want to show you some beauty today in nature. And I want to tell you some that question you have, I'm going to answer today. And I'm going to challenge you on some things, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Not do it from some kind of distant million miles away, waving my finger at you kind of a thing. You know? so, yeah, I want to make a house call. Absolutely. On you. Yeah, that's good. I came because you're messed up inside. And if we could untangle that knot, you could be set free. And then what we're talking about here, see how that, that connects back into what we've been, especially what you've been doing for years in talking about the emotional stuff, mm. talking about the, the, the intimacy issues in marriage, talking about oneness. Yes. It all connects, right? Because Absolutely. And so I think it's important for our listeners to know that when you are getting like blow your mind passionate about these kind of things, <laughs> it has its deep roots in this long conversation with Jesus. Amen. And what's happened is what, what has that done in your life? As you've had this long conversation with Jesus, he keeps peeling back these layers and then you realize, Absolutely. oh my goodness, it's about core fears. It's about stuff that happened in childhood. It's yes, about bad identity and false beliefs and that program. And when you ask me what has to change, it's that broken program, that immature program inside us where we hurt us and keep us small. Mm -hmm. He wants to set us free and give us a program running on love, forgiveness, grace, mercy. Get up. You're forgiven. You fall down, get up. Right? I got you covered. So, so by way of introduction, <laughs> what's funny, I, listeners, I have to tell you this. So if you're watching this, you can see that the, the sheet that Stephen has had in his hand the whole time got flipped over at the beginning. And the real just started, program and he's just, here. The actual notes for our program is on the other side, and now he's just been scribbling. So this was basically just like... We're, we're un, unha unlatching your brain and we're getting inside of it for a little no, bit. No, so. I appreciate that. I want to say one other thing sure. and then I want you to bring us to a close. So I've been on a mission to understand marriage. 
mostly because I didn't understand my own. Mm -hmm. Way back in the beginning, I thought, this is hard, and there's conflict and arguing and differences. Two people with two different worldviews have to figure it out and blend together. What the heck is this? So I love marriage. I've studied marriage. And then you find broken men in marriage. Mm. Remember, I'm only talking about half. Okay, and the men are going, what about the broken women? I can hear (laughs) But then I see all these broken men hindering their marriage from going forward and being wonderful. So they hinder themselves. They hinder their wife. They hinder their children. They, they, because they don't grow, they can't turn and help their own parents mm. who are limited or help in the body of Christ to others because they're hunkered down in a position that's hurting them. Mm. But if they shifted that program and helped themselves they could help their wife. They could help their children. They could turn and help their parents. They could impact their church and the others hurting. You understand? And that's that's the power of if we could take one man and we could help him shift old program to new program. Because Jesus wants to mm-hmm. set us free. Nothing short of that. He doesn't want to live in torment and, and ignorance and stupidity and condemnation and anger and pain. That's old program. He said, peace that surpasses understanding. What the heck? You could walk in peace and rest in joy. You really could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do it. And every conversation has one end, to honor Jesus and to teach you to walk in peace, rest, and joy. So, men, I have, I have one very, very practical thing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge you to do as a result of, of listening to our conversation today. And that is, uh, Stephen has, has written a, a little devotional that's actually um, uh, called Soul Training for Men or Training for Your Soul. Mm-hmm. It's this, uh, is it 30 days or 40 days? It's 40 days. It's 40 days. Yeah, it's a 40-day devotional, really really meant to try to help you kind of mature on mm. that soul level. Good. And so I really want to invite you to go download that today. You can go to soultrain.bebroken.com. <laughs> so soultrain.bebroken.com, and you can download that devotional. But I think that would be a great thing coming out of our conversation today of saying, what's that shift going to look like? What are you going to do oh. to begin to really engage that shift? So. Do that today, and uh, we're ask, so- ask for money now. Ask for money yeah. now. <laughs> so I don't want to be in trouble later because yeah. I. <laughs> the only way you actually heard that whole conversation is because we do have uh, generous supporters that come alongside and partner with us. And of course, if you'd like to do that, you can go to our website at puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. Amen. Uh, and of course, please rate few and review. Bucks, ra- few bucks, whatever. Review the bless podcast. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Rate and review. And so tell them again, what do they do? Click on, write a note. Yeah, just go to puresexradio.com. And, and say five stars or what What do they do? Well, if you go to puresexradio.com, you can also click on the um, rate and review button. And um, and please, yeah. Speak. So that's your job, okay? Get us out there, will you? Be our support team. And if you haven't got a few bucks, fine. You can you can push uh, push us by... Rating and reviewing. Liking, rating, making a comment, give us five star, do whatever. Push us, please, if you like it. Yeah. We are are glad you've been with us, and we do look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. So take care. Thanks. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.